With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for being with us today. You are listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. You can visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com, and there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art competitions, and our blog as well. Today, our guest is Pete Mayer. Pete was born in Neptune, New Jersey, which is very close to the ocean. Living close to the water is something Pete misses very much while living in Atlanta, Georgia. It was in Atlanta where Pete began his professional career as an artist. He joined an artist group in Atlanta and was accepted into a few local galleries where he began selling both his original paintings as well as his reproductions. Pete was born into an artistic family as his brother is also a painter. Pete came to art late in life. He felt that art belonged to his brother, so Pete pursued music. But these days, you'll catch Pete playing his music as well as creating beautiful art. Pete considers his art to be somewhere between realism and impressionism. Pete works with watercolors and acrylics and enjoys painting a wide range of subject matter. His personal statement is, being an artist wasn't a conscious decision. It was inevitable. It became important to me to share my passion with others and the art feeds my soul, and my family supports me. Thank you for joining us today, Pete, on An Artist Speaks. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Mike. <laughs> well, it's our pleasure. Well, let's start off and uh, tell our audience a little more about yourself. Oh, boy, you put it in a nutshell right there. I, I was ready to say, oh, thank you very much, goodbye. Uh, <laughs> your, your introduction is... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like like I said, and, and to put that short and sweet uh, is uh, is what I like to do, I guess. I'm not much of a much of a talker, but um, came to Georgia in 2004 to be closer to my family. My sister uh, had my parents move down with them when they got up in, up in their years and couldn't take care of their big house anymore that we all grew up in. My mom was having some Alzheimer's problem and decided it was best for them to move down here to Georgia. And that's, you know, we would make the telephone call once a week to to see how they were doing. And we'd come down for vacation and spend some time with them and then spend some time with my brother and my wife's brother and sister-in-law and their child lived here in Georgia also over in Lawrenceville, about an hour away from my parents and sister. So... Finally, we just decided in 2004 it was time to move. My wife uh, had a job opportunity down here that that was looking good, and we were kind of 
skeptical skeptical about raising my son there. He was nine at the time, and it just seemed to be a good place to come, and that's what we did. Um, leaving there was tough for me because, like, like you said, I was, I'm a musician, and that's all pretty much a word of mouth thing. You kind of get in your in your groove there and your and your click of all your your people that know you and to come to another state, city when you're 47 years old, it's kind of tough to get back into into a groove there and get people to know you and you got to get out and and do that networking. So, um after being here now 8 years, I've kind of finally got a groove going with that. And I'm in a couple different bands and a couple art galleries locally. When I first moved here, I got in a couple of galleries, and uh, they they kind of closed, you know, and not too long after I'd be in there, it was kind of a bad omen. I'm like, oh, boy, what's going on? I get in these galleries, and they close up. Uh, it was a little scary. But being online, um, selling some pieces, like you said, online, every time you sell something, that's very encouraging and, and you know, gets you, to, gets you to keep going and doing it. I, I have a tendency to, to want to paint that picture again after I sell it. It's like, oh, somebody wants it, I'll, I'll paint it again. Uh, but that's the great thing about reproductions is uh, you don't necessarily have to do that. It's still available as a print. But uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, before uh, we get to talking about your art, I want to ask you about your music. But I was just want to say that I was speaking yesterday with a person who is a publicist for her artist, and mm -hmm. the comment she made was just what you were talking about, that she was seeing across the country a lot of art galleries are closing due to, you know, the economic situation that we're in, and and it's being really difficult to even find a gallery. It's hard to get into a gallery, and, and finding, right. finding a gallery is starting to get tough. Sure. Well, that's, uh, yeah, um Actually, this one gallery I'm in who's doing who's doing the best for me is it's called Loving Local Gallery and Boutique. So they have a wide variety of uh, you know just about anything: crafty things, stained glass, painters, photographers, uh, clothes designers, pottery, the whole gamut. They, she she gets a little bit of everything in there, which uh, you know I mean it's not your traditional you know, art gallery with paintings on the walls, right. although mine are there, and there's a couple other artists that do that. I think, you know, she just is, you know, selling whatever she can, and it's loving local, which is which is a, a cool thing because it's right. local artists, and I think people want to. She has a show once a month, and all the artists, or as many as can be there, get there and, you know, introduce themselves to the people coming in and, uh, so it's nice. I think she uh, she's got a good uh, good thing going there. She's a, actually a jewelry maker. She she does her own jewelry. So yeah, like you say, and I, I pay you know a little bit of money to be in there, and and it's you know not not too exorbitant, and I can afford, especially if I sell a painting or two that month. It's kind of pays for my work to be out there, and instead of sitting in my house. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 tough, especially I guess with with prints and people being able to buy things online and your hobby lobbies that you can buy a you know a huge painting framed and I mean it's not a painting it's a reproduction but you know people that don't know what what they're you know they just want to hang something on the wall but right. I think I think you'll always have have knowledgeable people that are that know the difference between a, an original and a and a copy and know the value of that and hopefully that they have something that 
that uh, it will be worth more someday. I mean, that's uh, that's I think the uh, you know hopefully this guy will get famous and and I'll have something that I got for three hundred dollars that someday is worth you know thousands of dollars. So that that's uh, that's the kind of people that you want to find. Right. <laughs> but the economy has has put a put certainly put a a dip in the, in those sales. So, oh, and that's every artist's dream is to have a painting that that grows in value. That is that is so true. Mm-hmm. When you were speaking about your music, let's talk just real briefly about that. Uh, what instrument do you play? And I play the drums, Mike. Um, my my brother, like I mentioned, uh, it is uh, he's ten years older than I am, and he went to North School of Fine and Industrial Arts out of high school, and he played the guitar also, and I would he'd sit up late at night and be painting in his room, and I'd try and sneak in there and and watch him, and he'd you know give me an art book, a John Nagy art instructional book, and a sketch pad, and you know say here draw this, and uh, so I would do that, and I admire his work and all the books that he'd bring home from school, the different artists, and so I and he played guitar, so I'd sit there and plunk on his guitar when he wasn't around, and I'd try and figure out what the heck is this thing, and try and make some noise out of it, and that's about all I would get. And I had a neighbor who was a, a drummer, and his father bought him this huge drum set. I, I think his parents had divorced, so his father bought him this big drum set just kind of to to you know make up for whatever. He would take lessons, and that kid would come home from lessons. I was like 10 years old, and I'd say, hey, you know, teach me what you, what you got there. And he'd be teaching me, and finally... Uh, I talked my parents into giving me drum lessons, and so that was my thing. I said I, I can never be as good of an artist as my brother; he's too good. So I and I couldn't play the guitar, so um, drums was just a fun thing. And saw the Beatles on uh, Ed Sullivan, and I said that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be, you know, play play music. But uh, the rock and roll thing is where I started, and it's kind of gone back into. I, I, after I found jazz, and you know, I was in the 70s, I guess, I, I started studying that with a very phenomenal drummer in New York City. I would drive there once every two weeks or so to go and, and take a him, and him. Um, and then I kind of, from that to the blues, and that's what I've been playing for the last, oh, I don't know, 50, playing the blues bands. So I uh, just love that, that feel of that. I mean, the blues is all different genres, really. I mean, you you got your swing and your shuffles and your, you know, it, it's a lot like jazz to me, but with words. Well, I mean, jazz can have words, too, but I'm not, right. I, I mean, I can fake jazz, but it's not really, I mean, I, I really like the stories of the blues and even country. I mean, that's what I like about country is the stories, you know. Um, yeah. So I actually play in a tribute band also, a Johnny Cash tribute band, which is a lot of fun. That's, uh, oh, wow. It, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's doing well. We're doing uh, some theaters and stuff and, and looking to get into the casinos. I've been doing that for about a year. The guy takes it really serious. I mean, he's he, he's uh, got every nuance of Johnny Cash down, so it's a lot of fun. So that's uh, so. I, mean, I, I play on the weekends and whenever I can and, and paint and try and sell paintings and prints, uh, you know, in between that. Um, I was a printer for seven years doing the... Once we moved down here, I worked in a in a print shop, and I had to do the uh, graveyard shift for seven years. I worked overnights and kind of got tired. And it was tough on the family, so my wife kind of said, you know, why don't you just try and pursue this music? I had enough bands going now that, and I was turning down work during the week because 
Mm-hmm. I, was, I had to work my 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 job, so so well, let's you know give this a shot. Let's let's see what you can do. You know. So now the pressure's on. <laughs> uh, well, it's very interesting. Uh, I too, uh, I like jazz, uh, but I have a leaning towards blues as well. I, I like the stories. I'm with you on yeah. that. Cool. All right. Well, you'd mentioned, of course, that your brother was the artist, so and you you were kind of playing around as a young younger man with that. When did you start taking it seriously, and what prompted you to get back into doing art? Well, I mean, like I said, I always dabbled in it, but I just kind of thought it was my brother's thing, so I would just kind of doodle and, and do little sketches, or, or I would have my set of watercolors, and I'd do something, or pastels. And and I really, I think, took it seriously after my son was born, who was uh, he's going to be 18 next month, so... Um, I just needed a quieter hobby other than playing the drums, you know. And you got this kid up there sleeping and your wife trying to go to sleep to go to work. And you're like, okay, here it is, uh, 10 o'clock at night. What am I going to do? So that's when I started, you know, started painting and uh, saying, hey, that's pretty good. So it just kind of took off from there. And then I realized, you know, it was kind of like, well, heck with my brother. I'm I'm old enough now to be, you know, to, you know, just have admired his stuff and kind of take it from there. I mean, my, our styles are are different. Uh, he's he's a way more of an impressionist than I am. Like I, I said, I'm somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's really good. I mean, he's I'm trying to think of who his influences would be. Probably like a Monet and those impressionists. But mm-hmm. as like I said, I I love all that stuff and have been influenced by it. Winslow Homer, his watercolors, and I just uh, admire everybody. You know, it's kind of like music. People will say, who's your favorite drummer? And I'd be like, oh, I just really can't tell you who my favorite I, I steal from <laughs> them all. You know, I just, <laughs> you try and steal from everybody and make it your own somehow. So that's, you know, you just um, just try and, try and uh, that's one of my problems, I, I think, actually. I don't really stay with one uh, medium either. I mean, I go from watercolors. Uh, I'll do a little little thumbnail sketch, and then you know, I do a watercolor, and I say, oh, that could be a nice, you know, a bigger painting. So I'll do an acrylic of it, or you know. And so I kind of go back and forth on the whole on the whole medium and and what I'm painting. If I'm when I was up in Jersey, it was uh, you know, it was the seashore, it was the seascapes, right. which which I love. And I just got back from vacation. We went there in the beginning of July, and you know, so. I, even after I came back, I had photos and and memories of that. So I was, you know, I'm still in in that. I'm kind of getting out of that again because I'm not there by it. So and the fall is coming down here, so I'm getting ready to do, you know, fall landscapes and and the changing of the season. So it just, uh, you know, you get inspired by different things, and then then you kind of wear that out after a while. It's like, okay, how many more things can I can I do with this? <laughs> But I always go back to them. I mean, I always go back to the watercolors. I always have them. I, I actually just uh, recently started using a, a new medium for me, which is um, gouache painting, which is, you know, it's a, basically a watercolor, but they're a little more, th- a little thicker. It, it kind of, uh-huh. to me, it's in, in between acrylic and watercolor. You really get these real rich, vibrant colors, and it's something different for me. So, I mean, it's much like watercolors, and you use it the same technique, but it's just a lot uh, thicker and richer colors, um, opaque. They're opaque. It's not, you know, it's not your transparent, translucent watercolors. It's more opaque. 
um, like acrylics. But my brother's more of an oil painter now. He's been doing his oils and his watercolors and pastels. I guess that's kind of where I got doing all the different mediums because he would come home from art school and you know in art school they'd give you give you something everything pottery or whatever his classes were would see all these different things and so that's what that's what it is you know you got to keep keep learning and that's what keeps it interesting for me well i don't know that that's a problem um i know contemporary art gallery online we represent uh, quite a few artists, and the majority of them do work in more than one medium. So that, that's a good thing, I think. Yeah, I, I think so, too. It's just sometimes people, well, I guess I get that from music, because they are, everybody wants to pigeonhole you, you know, like this is what it is. This is what it is. Everybody wants to, you know, put, put you in a box, you know, and that's that's not always a good thing. I mean, in a way, I guess for marketing, it can be, so, you know, People will recognize. That's what I love about my brother, actually. I mean, I can look at his watercolors, pastels, or his oils, and I know it's him. I mean, he's just got he's got a style, and and that's kind of what I what I try to do. It's it's you know it's a that's an ever ongoing process, and uh, that's why I'm not really necessarily call myself a realist because you know you want to get it. Okay, it is a painting. It's not a photograph. If you're, if you're going to actually represent it just like a photograph, well then why not just have the photograph, in my opinion? I mean, I can appreciate the art that's, you know, that, oh, man, look how real that looks. It doesn't even look like a painting. But so, somehow, somewhere in my mind, it says, well, you know, then then if, it, if I can't tell it's a painting, then what, what's the point, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to see those brush strokes and see, the, and see the, the feeling in that instead of it just being a photorealistic thing. But that's just me. Right. Well, Pete, this is a good spot to uh, do a short commercial break, so if you hang on for just okay. a minute. Sure. And you can view and purchase Pete Mayer's artwork by going to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, click on the Artist tab, and then on Pete's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants today. If you're an artist looking for gallery representation, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the membership tab and follow the prompts. If you are a designer, architect, or volume purchaser, again, please visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com and complete the volume purchaser's request form on the left side of the home page. And again, to view Pete's stunning artwork and to re-listen to this interview and, of course, purchase some of Pete's art, please click on the Artist tab and then on Pete's name. Well, Pete, uh, you've been talking about your art. Tell our audience the process you go through when you're going to create a, a work of art. Yeah, well, that that can be different on uh, any piece, you know. I mean, I was looking at that question and thinking, wow, what is my process? Um, sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like, uh, I'll try and do a plain air sometimes, and, and I won't even use a pencil. I'll just sketch, and, or I'll sketch with the watercolor. I mean, it's... Or sometimes it's more, you know, okay, I'll do a sketch with a pencil and, and try and get an idea. Um, there's really no set process. It's it's, it's what I'm trying to, uh, a scene um, that really stands out to me or, or that makes me fe- have a feeling. And I want to represent that on canvas and say, well, boy, this is, um, I used to go out and look for barns. When I first moved to Georgia, I'd look for old barns and, and farmhouses. And, and, uh, and, you know, my wife would say, what the hell? You know, that's just some old, old crappy old barn. What are you doing? And I just said, yeah, but the history and, and just kind of feel, 
you know, the sense of what what, what that is, you know, it's or, or the lakes. I mean, you know, I moved down here and people, I said, I miss the ocean. And people say, oh, we have the lakes. I'm like, you don't know the ocean then. If you're telling me that we have the lakes, it's not, it's not, it has nothing to do with the ocean, you know? But right. then, you know, like it's said, fall season or whatever, and I can look at the different changing of the season and the, and the leaves and the reflections on the water. You know, you, there's there's beauty everywhere. Just trying to uh, trying to get that feeling across on canvas or paper is uh, is a fun. It's just fun to me. Um, I I love uh, the process. Is is kind of in your head a lot of times. It's like okay, you visualize this scene as a painting and and how uh, what the vocal point is. You know what what's going to stand out. What you want to you know how you crop it in your mind and and you know, obviously you, your eyes see a wide, you know, the peripheral and everything that, but then to crop it down and say, okay, this is this is where my focus is, and this, you know, it's um, that process is uh, is a lot of fun. I mean, putting it down on paper and canvas is fun, but but the whole process of of getting that visual in your head and saying, okay, this is what it's going to look like, almost seeing the finished painting before you're at, you're even started it sometimes. And then, you know, doing portraits is is a whole other thing because people want want to look like they would look, you know. So you're saying, okay, well, this is if I make this kind of abstract, they're not going to like it, you know. The funny thing, this um, past summer, I was doing caricatures down at the uh, Six Flags, um, Six Flags uh, over Georgia. They have a, a couple caricature booths there, and got a job doing caricatures there this summer. Um, actually, they're in Stone Mountain. They they have a booth there too, but uh, that was that was something totally different for me because, like I said, I'll do portraits and and you know paint, draw what I see, and there, a caricature is a whole other thing. <laughs> um, trying to get people, you know, just their essence in, in a, a few strokes is that's uh, really hard. I, I had a, the owner was helping me and working with me, and he thought, you know, I have some talent and and I could do this. So he was he was giving me instructions on that, and that was a lot of fun. But I would have people that that you know, I, I, yeah, you do your drawing, and yeah, actually they were airbrushing them. So I that was another thing I had to learn was doing the airbrush. So that was that was right. another uh, struggle. But it was fun. You know, he was sitting next to me sometimes. You had two chairs, and he sit next to me doing this for thirty years, and I'm this is my first year doing it. And I could never do a caricature like he could. I mean, he just was awesome at it. But I'd have some people say, oh, could you do me? Because they would see my work, and it was more realistic. It was more portraiture instead of a caricature. Mm. And, and and I'm like, well, that's what I wanted to do. I want to do it like that. And they say, well, yeah, but we like the way you're doing it. Or vice versa. They look at mine and say, okay, I want him to do it. You know, So it was very... I mean, you're used to, as an artist, for me anyway, I, I paint my studio and I paint it and I look at it and say, oh, that's pretty good, I'll frame it, I'll, you know, whatever, it hangs around. But there, it's almost a live performance because you're doing it, you have people behind you looking at you and what you're doing, and then you're done with it and you show the people and they laugh and they smile and they pay you and off it goes. You know, you sold right. it right on the spot. It's a, it's kind of, it was kind of like playing live music to me. It was that performance of it. I'm sorry, Mike, what was the question? <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say, and then the the art critic is right there, so it's not you, exactly. you're arguing a critique as soon as it's done. Oh my God! It yeah, it was it was a lot of pressure, and, and especially down here. I mean, the heat was, was another element that I mean, you're working on eighty pound paper with graphite, 
and try not to sweat on it. And uh, I mean, it was uh, that was the struggle. Um, and getting the airbrush. Sometimes your airbrush would clog up, and uh, you know, it's there was a whole whole bunch of things going on there. But it was fun. It was a it was a great learning experience for me. And and maybe I'll do that next year. Right, we'll see how. Because it's a seasonal thing here. Um, the park closes once the kids go back to school. So, but I, like I said, I learned, and I, I still I don't consider myself a caricaturist. I'm more of a portrait artist. But in that medium, with the airbrushing and the graphite, it kind of comes out kind of cartoony anyway, a little bit with your line drawings and and things. Right. But you know, to to just the way to see somebody as a caricature is a is a whole other thing. You know, to see what you're going to accentuate. You know. And and sometimes, you know, you got to kind of feel the people out. Okay, does this guy want to look funny, or is, or is he going to be upset if I really accentuate his nose? You know. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, that was that was a fun fun summer doing that. Well, I can imagine. Well, Pete, uh, tell talk about let's talk about some of the artwork that you have on display at Contemporary Art Gallery Online, and but what is your favorite piece of art that you have? Oh yeah, that kind of goes with the with the, my favorite drummer and my favorite artist. Um, you know, you love them all for different reasons. Um, I I have some different things on there. Um, the one uh, Folly uh, Folly Sunset was uh, from a vacation a couple years ago. We went to Folly Beach, South Carolina, and I have a, a actually it's hanging in the foyer of my house right now. So um, and, and that's huge. That's on five by seven canvas. Um, I really like the way that came out. That was a lot of fun. Five Roses is another good one. You know, like I, I, I like them because the detail work in the vase, that Del vase, I, I really like doing that. I thought that was that came out pretty good. You know, there's a watercolor on there. I think I, what do I call it on there? It's a winter sunset. And it was one of my first successful washes that I did. I, I you know, a, a two-tone wash on the paper, and then I put the little the tree and set with watercolor. That was that was a lot of fun. Actually, probably one of my favorites is a, a portrait that I have down in my basement um, in my studio of my wife. And the reason that's one of my favorites because she's I think she was 23 when I did that portrait of her, and, mm-hmm. and she doesn't want me to sell that, or really she doesn't want anybody to, to see that. But it, it's it, it's a <laughs> <laughs> She's in a bathing suit, but uh, it was her, one of her glamour shots, and uh, it, it, it came out pretty good. So that's that's better. Like I said, they, they're all my favorite. When I right when you're done with it, it's like your it's your favorite. It's kind of like music to me. Yeah. Like you have a favorite song, and then actually songs that I've played on recordings. When you did it, it's your favorite, or, or you don't really necessarily like it that much sometimes. But then you listen to it. That, like a month later, and say, "Oh well, yeah, that's pretty good." Kind of, my artwork is kind of like that. It's like sometimes it's my favorite after I'm done with it, and then and then I, I look at it, you know, a week or two later, and I say, "Oh, I should have done this, or I should have done that." You're always critiquing yourself, you know. I'm my I'm my own worst critic. I'll I'll put it that, put it like that, and I think that's good too because that just keeps you striving to do better, you know. Well, yes, it does. You'd mentioned uh, and kind of get back on the process, I had a question uh, that I like to ask because uh, I get so many varying answers. When you start working on a piece, do you finish it or does it in a few hours or do you yeah. spread that over time? How how, how does your art process go on that? No, mine, I'm, I'm pretty quick. 
I'm pretty quick with it. I've finished in Michelle. I, I think it comes from doing watercolors. Yeah. You know, you got you got to paint quickly, and I used to be a lot slower, and now, especially with watercolors and things, I've just kind of like you. You're happy with what the water watercolors kind of kind of uh, dictate what's going to happen almost. I mean, sometimes you have an idea, and then something will happen with it that you'll get a run or, or this or that. It'll it'll you know bleed in a little bit, and you say, oh, you know, sometimes that's not what you meant to do, but it's like okay, you just kind of. Okay, you go with it, and it, and it, you know that's that's the beauty of watercolors. It's they kind of they kind of do what what they want to do, and and if you're happy with it or you're not, but it is what it is. You can't really fix them. Acrylics, oils that you can you can fix pretty much, but watercolors you can't really fix them. So I, <laughs> I I'm pretty quick. I'll, I'll finish. Yeah, I don't move around from piece to piece. I, I'll do two different sketches maybe of a of a piece before I actually do it. Maybe. Um, you know, cropping a, a, a scene or whatever, or getting. But once I start the painting uh, of it, I, I'm, I stick with it until it's done. And, and you know, maybe a 24 by 36 uh, acrylic I'll do in oh maybe two and a half, three hours. And wow. that's probably probably a long time actually. Um, you know, that's that, that that's that's about it for me. And then and then I'm done with it. Once I'm done, I try to be done. Sometimes I'll come down the next day and look at it and say, oh, I should have made this. Or, you know, you look at it in the mirror and you, and you want to tweak something a little bit. But usually once it's once it's done, it's done. Quick. That's I, very I interesting. Quick. You are very fast. <laughs> I tell you. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's that and then it's on to the next one. You know, it's it's just coming. That's why on my, on my website, pete-mayer.artistwebsites.com, I have about... Uh, about 350 pieces on there. Um, so, yeah. I mean, not, not all of them are, are, you know, are my favorites, obviously. But um, I, I'll i paint them and, and then, you know, photograph them as fast as I can and, and put it on the website. Sometimes I like look at that and I'll say, oh, I, shouldn't have done, I shouldn't have put that one on there. Or I try and put them on there as I do them in that order. And that, I don't think, is the best idea. I think... Uh, I should have my my top ones always in the in the in the front, but uh, sometimes I don't do that because, like I said, once I did something, I painted it, and I, that's my favorite right now. And then I look at it in comparison to the others. I'm like, oh, it really isn't that good, is it? Uh, <laughs> but you know that that's uh, that's the thing with the computer; you can always switch them around. That is true. Well, Pete, we're kind of running uh, towards the end of the show, and. I always like to ask this as a final question. Is there any advice that you would give to any up-and-coming or just beginning artists? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I'm 55 years old, so i got plenty of advice. But um, <laughs> I, not, to, not, not to say that I took it or, you know, learn from my mistakes. Um, I would say stay in school and, uh, you know, like we talked about before, have other interests. Have, you know, have, have different different things that you uh, are interested in and can do. And I think you bring that those things to your artwork, like music to me is, is, you know, it's something else that I do that is creative and, you know, it's, it's just, I think, important to not, not stay with one, one thing. I mean, I have, like my dad always said, and I really didn't listen to him at the time, but now I think about it was, you know, have something to fall back on um, and learn, keep learning as much as you can. And the computer is the way, <laughs> the way to go, you know, being a, a graphic designer or, or whatever. I mean, it, it, Technology is 
is really important. And I, I'm trying to learn that as, as much as I can in between all my other things. But but that's that's the thing to do is is uh, that's the way of the future. I mean, the computer and, and the computer graphics and all that you can do with that is just amazing. It's good to have a, a foundation in in you know traditional techniques and things. But uh, I think that you know being able to do do everything as much as you can is uh, is real important. Well, Pete, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you. Well, thanks. Likewise, Mike. Uh, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it. Well, listeners, and I'd like to thank you as well for being with us today. Again, to view Pete's stunning artwork and to re-listen to this interview and, of course, purchase some of Pete's beautiful work, please click on the Artist tab and then go to Pete Mayer's name. I would like to inform everyone that Contemporary Art Gallery Online has launched a monthly art competition. To compete, go to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, click on the Artist Competition tab for additional information and learn about the prizes involved. If you're an artist looking for gallery representation, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the Membership tab and follow the prompts. If you are a designer, architect, or volume purchaser, again, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and complete the volume purchaser's request form and view the great discounts that we have available for you. An Artist Speaks is currently airing every other Saturday, so we'll meet again in two weeks at 11 a.m. Thank you again for listening today, and have a great rest of your weekend. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.